Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host Luis, Greg, and Chris couldn't make it because, well, I don't know, I guess I forgot to ask them, but we'll get the dream team together once again. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling great today. I feel amazing. And actually, that sort of brings me into what I wanted to talk about today. So I've been taking um, some supplements. Um, I guess it doesn't hurt to say what it is. It's on it. So I've been taking their new mood and their alpha brand and all that good shit. And I feel phenomenal. And I feel like these guys have sort of figured out how to like hack or make these things work together in your body to make it do certain things. And that's kind of cool because I feel like the field of biotech or like programming something to do something inside your body is uh, underdeveloped or non-existent where it's you have the biomechanical things where you can where you've I don't know if y'all seen that video of the guy that gets his arm replaced and then he can sort of like crack an egg and do all the sorts of stuff and it looks pretty neat and pretty cool so like if you're an amputee or something like that you know you no longer have a uh, a sentence to like wear a hook or something like that or something silly you can now sort of, um, it seems that you, you can get a lot further and you have a lot more motion and like than you clearly used to before. But it surprises me that we haven't gotten to a point where you can just like write up some code, have that translate into some like uh, bacteria or maybe not bacteria, but like, um, like I guess a virus would be the best way to describe it. I'm not sure because like it's really kind of hard to wrap your mind around something that doesn't really exist that you can like code. You can run into like a simulator, which would be like a human body simulator, and then inject it to someone to have it execute and do that thing. So you could be like, if cancerous, you know, then like kill it, right? Um, obviously not that simple. That's like hugely oversimplified. But then you can inject that into a cancer patient and be like, voila, cancer free. Um, and instead, we're sort of like limited to like, okay, well, we know that this acts this way and this acts that way, and then therefore we should. Like, put these two together, and if in your system, they'll do this. And that level of, or that sort of way of doing things reminds me of, like, a knowledge base sort of development. Like, uh, it's hard to describe. Like, sort of a knowledge base driven development as opposed to any style of development that we know now, which is probably why we haven't seen that kind of... um, proliferation of like programming but for the human body and actually honestly probably whenever we figure that out it's going to be like some sort of a technological singularity type event where we're like oh we figured out how to like sort of hack and like program for our bodies and now we can take our bodies to extreme levels we can now like unlock the mind and like absorb information at a redonkulous rate which they're already sort of doing where like they stimulate parts of the brain with electrical signals and then you can like learn to be better at something um unfortunately i think the only cases that i've heard of doing this are cases in the military which obviously they're trying to like use that to like shorten the the time span it takes to train someone in some sort of military activity which is really sad because basically you're weaponizing human human super beings and using that as the primary driver to create the development of that but getting back to what I was talking about if the way we think about medicine and things that interact with our body you take something you feel good or like you eat something and it creates energy um, that's sort of a knowledge based thing right so like we know that like, for example, um, we know that uh, L-tryptophan and 5-HTP are 
things that interact in your body to create serotonin, right? They're building blocks for serotonin, which serotonin makes you feel good, right? So, and we know that vitamin B, I think it's vitamin B3 or vitamin B6 acts as a catalyst to do that. So if you mix all three of them, you're gonna get some serotonin in there and it's gonna elevate your mood, right? That is, I think, from what I understand, the primary driving factor behind how new mood works, right? Um, and knowing that, that wouldn't be dissimilar to saying something like um, setting up a prologue style program where you say, hey, these are the restrictions and this is the outcome I want. Um, you know, what do, I, what do I need to do? So I haven't done... I've done some prologue programming and I haven't done much prologue programming, but when I've seen people do prologue programs to solve some pretty intricate stuff and actually is very fast and very elegant and that has to be because, or I don't know that it has to be, but it, it definitely has something to do with the way that the language is sort of built on a, almost like you're asking a question to a knowledge base where like, here's the restrictions. Uh, I need this, and then it sort of does it. So I think the the coolest thing that I've seen was, um, or not the coolest thing, but one of the cool things that I've seen someone do with Prologue, um, which is, I forget what type of language it is, but the, the things that I've seen is that I had a teacher once show me how to solve um, the end queen's problem using Prologue, and it did it significantly faster than, like um, I think, some of the AI techniques in, in my like AI programming book. And I was like, whoa, I was like blown away. But I mean, this lady was, this lady was really cool. She was like Russian and she had a thick accent, but she was brilliant. Uh, I don't know that she'd be, I don't know that I call her a brilliant teacher, although she was a great teacher too. Cause she was kind of distant and maybe that was part of her teaching technique where she didn't want to get involved in you as a person and sort of disconnect that emotional connection that some teachers develop with their students um, so that she could better teach you and better grade you and make sure that everything was objective and that her grading scale and, or ways of grading wasn't compromised by attaching your face and the emotions and the experience between you and her to the grading thing, which is really smart if you ask me. So going back to Prologue, Prologue is a, well that's not, Oh yeah, I guess logic programming. So um, all that, all that, um, all that stuff that a lot of people hated with De Morgan's laws and uh, just propositional calculus and all that stuff is probably very, very useful for logic programming. Um, but I actually kind of like that kind of stuff, and uh, and uh, some of the stuff I've seen is really, really slick. Except that um, I always have a hard time wrapping my mind around um, how you would solve problems. But every time, every time I look into it and every time I see somebody write in that language, it always turns out to be really, really slick. So other than, other than touting prologue, I was thinking that that would the kind of how they say that, um, not Erlang, uh, Pearl saved the G the human genome project because of how good it was with regex and like just pattern matching and all that good stuff. I feel like one day down the line, prologue is probably going to be the savior or like the not maybe not the solution, but inspire a solution for programming for the brain, the human body. And it might start smaller. It might start like programming for the human brain and, and that kind of stuff. And I'm really, really excited because I don't see anybody doing that. I don't see, I don't, I've seen like zero, zero studies and zero anything 
which is which is surprising to me because I feel like that 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 field could possibly have like the most gigantic impact on the way that we live today if you can literally write a program to do something and then have it execute in the body so the body could be like the 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 hardware that runs it and i've seen that idea sort of pass around a lot of sci-fi and a lot of um stuff like that but i haven't seen it someone try to like execute on it or maybe that's maybe i mean i guess you could say that the entire field of medicine and biology is that but i've never seen that infused with like programming directly where where someone said okay let's sit down let's figure out how we can write code for the human body and have that be the thing that we program for that we can that we can write like basically that we can write code for now obviously anybody that's done any sort of software development is going to be like holy shit i hope that the qa process for that is like really tight and even then I would I don't know that I would feel comfortable coding for the human body. Agreed. <laughs> because you you write one method to do something and you think it's like seeming like seemingly harmless and then next thing you know you have a seg fault and you're writing to parts of the the to parts of memory that you didn't mean to write to and like screwing up other shit and then you can crash the whole computer, right? Like maybe someone writes a writes some code that's supposed to just make you feel good or like uh, balance out your serotonin and then it somehow ends up like shooting or like messing up your like dopamine levels or like something other some other some other thing that it tends to be crucial for like I don't know heart regulation or cardiovascular regulation and then you have a heart attack and you're like well whoops right but that doesn't feel that much different from how people are sort of developing like drugs and like the FDA and like all that stuff or like people are putting out these drugs like the FDA approves it like Maybe with enough studies, maybe with enough studies, they put it out there, and then they're like, oh, actually, that kills you. Here, let's pull that back. And also, here, let me list all these side effects. Like, if anybody, I'm pretty sure that's, like, uh, watched um, any late-night shows, you see those commercials where it's like, um, like, Viagra side effects might include, uh, you know, like, this, this, and that, blah, And the guy goes on for, like, five minutes as fast as he can. It's like, for an erection lasting more than four hours, you know, so on and so forth, when really all you really wanted was to take a pill so your dick got hard for, like the 30 to 45 to like hour that you might like get it on with your with your significant other at that point in time right and you know i see those commercials and now i'm i'm thinking like how bad can the the problem that you have be that you're willing to say okay those are the things that can happen i can have like bloody diarrhea i can have this i can have that i can possibly die but i want to better myself so bad that i'm willing to talk to my doctor and take that that to me says that there is a really big need for a way to solve specific problems, right? So I saw this study that I thought was really interesting where someone took basic, uh, took HIV and basically like programmed it to instead of attack white cells, attack the cancerous cells, right? And I have no, I'm not sure how they did that because I'm not a bio, I'm not a, I'm I'm not a biologist or I'm not a, or I don't know if that, that's chemical engineering or no, I don't think it's chemical engineering because that would be like for oil stuff. It's one of those fields, one of those sciences that has like, it's has nothing to do or very little to do. It's one of the natural sciences, I guess would be the best way to describe it. That has nothing to do with computer science, but I feel like if we intersected the two, we would get a really powerful way of doing that without having to put out a drug, find out that a bunch of like, 
people died because of it. You pull it, and then you get um, law firms that put out their commercials to capitalize on your fuck-up to, like, take money from the company that pulled it out. And then you just get this weird thing where both these companies and people are profiting. One of them may be trying to do some good. Uh, the other one, the lawyers probably – I mean, I have nothing against lawyers, but, like, the lawyer, the lawyer firm – the law firm, lawyer firm, law firm, trying to like profit on that, to on uh, that, and then the person that actually has been affected, that wanted the solution, tried to take something to help him, ended up backfire, ended up in a worse situation. Now trying to somehow get like, um, basically uh, to feel vindicted, basically, um, ending up in the middle. If we could take the software development process and the QA cycle and apply that in such a way that you can test a lot of these things very, very quickly to create an actual drug that can help people or a vaccine that can help people or some sort of injection that runs a sort of program with a base uh, like virus or base something that can execute things inside your body, not execute as in like murder, but execute as in like execute the code that you wrote, um, then that would be amazing actually. It'd be like... Oh, a wonderful future to live in because no longer no longer would you be bound to to just take like these pills that that's that may or may not help you or like that have been built for the general public and may not work for you but you could custom code or write some custom code for a uh, you'd have to do like some sort of body mapping to figure out like so basically you would have you would treat people like the hardware, and you would have to map out their hardware and figure out how that stuff works. Uh, you could run it into a, your own simulator and then custom code stuff to fix that person and then tailor um, a drug so that you can uncode or like code around all the side effects that it could, could, could cause them, make it potentially safe, give it back to them and say, here, this is like going to help you and you're not going to experience any side effects. That, to me, it seems like the future of... Um, I don't know. I don't want to say pharmaceuticals because that sort of that involves like the pharmaceutical companies, but the future of health and the uh, the next big step for human wellness or human human hum, like human beings, right? To help us transcend from this uh, trap that we're in, where we're just human, help us transgress to be like a sort of like human plus mentality, and and I don't want to like really align with those. <laughs> those people. I don't really want to align to that sort of uh, sort of thinking because there is like a H plus like the like idea that we're not the fullest form that we could be and that we're still in the evolution process and that we can with our intelligence somehow uh, springboard or bootstrap or like figure out a way out of that. Um, it's not a bad idea, but I rather focus on how we can improve our current situation, uh, irregardless of that idea, by using the existing um, the existing practices that when you intersect them, you're going to get something new and refreshing and amazing. You're going to get some you profound, and it's going to be profound. If today, if I went to a VC or or a bank or something, and I said today, I have a way. I have a system for developing drugs that can be tailored to an individual to solve their ailment um, specifically, and then we can tailor it and we can do this on scale, on a scale, uh, uh, by scale I mean scalable, 
Um, I'm pretty sure that like if I actually did have that process and I could show that process that anybody in their right mind would, would cut me a check to be to basically get that off the ground and become a company. I know like Goldman Sachs has been investing a lot in startups. So I'm pretty sure like I'm just going to use some as a, an example. Like I'm not going to go to them and do this because I actually don't have a way to do this. But if I went to Goldman Sachs and said, hey, I can produce custom tailored drugs to people that where people can code around the the like like physically write code to go around the 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 problems of all the side effects of the drugs and we can do this now and I just need some money to get this up and running. I'm pretty sure they would write me a check and be like, here you go, get this up and running and then we'd see where you go from there. Because it is something that's so valuable and so coveted that it surprises me that we haven't figured out a way to do it is basically what I'm getting at. But yet the need exists for that because people really want it. That's why we have things like kombucha and that's why we think have things like kefir and uh, pharmaceuticals and supplements and vitamins and all that stuff because people want to feel better and people want to be the best person that they can be physically and mentally. And I feel that this is going to also be one of those things that can be solved through software development and programming, but it just needs to be a lot more in interdisciplinary than it currently is. Where um, software development and a lot of tech startups are like tech buy-in for tech, but if you look at the good ones or like the ones that succeed are the ones that seem to take problems that are not really necessarily sexy to people in the tech industry because it's not like buy-in for tech, but is sexy outside of the tech industry, right? So an example of that would be like YouTube. People usually think of YouTube as a tech company, but YouTube isn't really a tech company. They're a media company, the, their media being video, right? And they just happen to use technology to sort of like make that um, distributable and scalable and accessible to everyone, ubiquitous basically, right? And as a result of it, they're now like a billion dollar company that got bought and is integrated to Google, so Google owns it. So that's an example of that. Um, Amazon. Amazon is thought as a buy and for tech company, and it kind of is and it kind of isn't with their AWS services like and all that good stuff. But if you look at what they're doing, they are just a distributor. They are distributing products that people want, and they're trying to guess at what you want and deliver to you, deliver it to you as quickly as possible, right? Um, and that's their thing, and they're taking like. I don't know, like I'm, I'm guessing because I really don't know, like maybe cents per transaction and then using um, sca uh, scales of economy to make money. Although they've been they have been criticized by other CEOs and entrepreneurs for like not actually making money. Um, but lo look, at, look at them. They're doing great. They're doing fine, right? So tech people are really focused on the tech and not really focused on the problems at hand that they want to solve. Um, like... Subscript or subscription-based companies. You can think of them. You don't think of them as tech companies. Like for example, um, the Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is not a tech company. They basically sell uh, Dollar Shave Club, Trunk Club, uh, Grays. Um, all these subscription-based companies aren't companies that are based on. They're not tech companies, but they use technology to deliver whatever they're trying to deliver as part of their subscription and to deliver a service. So. If we focus on solving uh, tangible problems in the real world and use technology 
instead of trying to you do to do buy and for technology, we're probably going to see a more profound impact in the world. Um, if that's like the that's your reach, like hopefully, right? Because then then that is much more profound than just a buy and for tech company. So the idea here is taking pharmaceutical or biotechnology or like basically the human body and applying technology to solving the problems that the human body has. If you can think of, if you think of death as a problem solving death, if you think of um, ailments that plague the human body than that and so on and so forth and using technology to, to beat, beat those things, then then we will have a much more profound impact. So that to me is probably like the best startup idea that I see nobody doing because either because of a lack of vision or because the regulations in those industries are so crazy. But whatever it is, that is the next big thing that I'd love to see and that I sort of just felt talking about because it's it's not a very well developed idea. It's even now it's like really hard for me to wrap my head around because I haven't like played with the idea enough and I'm in, in this sort of in this um I guess podcast I'm sort of trying to develop and trying to see where my mind takes me with it, but basically like a nice run. And I might actually end up doing this because I've been trying to figure out a way to give back to the community and by the community, I mean the online community, but like also people in general and how I can leave my mark and improve and help our condition, the human condition. It might be interesting to try to sort of simulate how these drugs interact using some sort of prologue. So using prologue or some sort of language to allow us to define how things behave and then sort of simulate interactions between each other without having to like write the code that does it, if that makes sense, like without, where you can just sort of drop it in and be like, okay, these are the restrictions and have it do that. And the only language that comes to mind right now is prologue, but this might be something that would actually require its own language definition or just a really slick library. Who knows? Um, Last bit of the segments that I've been that I've been recording, I have always I wanted to do like shout outs and non techy stuff. So I mean, this podcast wasn't this particular session podcast wasn't techy. It was just sort of like, if anything, sci fi, pharmaceutical, and like woo woo, uh, quote unquote. Um, very almost like hippy dippy. But uh, I just want to like a big shout out to um, the health aid kombucha that I've been taking. That stuff has made me feel really, really good, um, especially because I have a lot of gastrointestinal distress um, that I've actually been able to mitigate by a couple things, by taking kombucha once a day, like the, the big health aid one, and then drinking kefir um, in the morning and at night, like not that much, just a little bit. Um, and it's actually mellowed me out. So that's freaking awesome. So if you guys have stomach problems, I know I know at least three other developers that do. Um, uh, y'all should try that out because it's helped me and it's helped a couple of the other people. Um, and then a big shout out to to New Mood. I didn't think it was going to make that much of a difference when I bought it, but I wanted to try it and I feel freaking awesome since the show taking it. So, And that's sort of where this podcast came from. I took it and I felt so good that I thought it was insane that we aren't using the development technology that we have and the development practice that we have to attack issues like this with full force and like full um vigor to solve all these problems that we that we have all right until next time i'll promise the next one will be a lot more techie and a lot more um involved this was more of an ideas than ideas session and then hopefully the next one will be uh, me greg and 
Chris. All right, till next time.